0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com, and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the yeah, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful. Bluesville, Texas. Oh, nice my God. I almost it. forgot where we were. Almost. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the Internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there celebrating his 80th birthday today happy birthday to dr emmett brown himself christopher lloyd oh there's a name i haven't heard in a while yeah we need to get him in more things christopher lloyd is great in everything yeah right come on he's great yeah and sitting to my right, the Brett Maher to my doink, our West African prince, Tishmail Johnson. What's up? Hi. Uh, today is, oh God, I didn't do this, Monday, October 22nd, 2018, 31 days until Thanksgiving, Ooh. episode 647, 647. Is a number. Is a number. You know, 31 days. Of OPS for Scott Sheldon is lesser's text range. Ranger career. All right, career. there we go. Okay. Did it. There you did it. Episode 647. Going yeah. off without a hitch. On today's show, guys, we're, do- we're going an hour. We're doing it live effort. We'll do it live. We've- we will have Monday morning fallout. Then we will be joined by the head coach of the Clifton Cubs. Coach Chuck Caniford will join us. Excited to talk to Coach Caniford after their big, big, big win over Lexington. Uh, really sealed what we had an inkling about them. Uh, we all thought they were pretty good. Maybe a big, maybe a contender. It's like, all right, let's see how you do against Lexington. Take down the Eagles. Legit. Talking to Coach Canifer coming up here in a bit. Then, back half the show, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees and the Army Value Schools of the Week. And then we will be joined by Shehan Jayaraja to rank the 12 FBS teams in Lone Star State in something we call the College Football Power Poll. So, stay tuned for all of that. Um, as we mentioned in the pre-show, but I'll mention it here for podcast purposes. Uh, we've got a truncated week this week mm-hmm. uh, because Max is running out of town. Sorry, but we will have a recorded show for you Tuesday, a recorded show for you Wednesday. I think we're just going to take the rest of the week off. Yeah. Um, it just I don't. There's too many moving parts, and it's just, we can't get. The, I mean, you could do a podcast. Yeah, we could, but nah. Um, <laughs> reco- um, maybe we will. Maybe we'll just do a free money podcast. I don't know. I don't know. You want to do a free money podcast on Thursday? Sure. Maybe we'll do we that. Do we it. won't do it. on. We won't stream it live. It'll just be in the podcast feed. Sure. But we won't do a show on Thursday. See? That's for sure. Come on. She's going to steal that. So, <laughs> Max, there's a big comically oversized button to your left that says yeah. air raid siren. Okay. Yeah. I, I I told you I'd tell you when to press it. Okay. Press it now. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, lot to overreact to once again. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, equal opportunity chaos. So last week, we sat here and we talked about, wow, finally, we got some weird stuff happening in 6A. Yeah. Finally, we had a reason to talk about it. You know, 3A and 2A and everything else was more or less ho-hum, but 6A, yeah, we got to talk about 6A. That's fine. The great thing about this week is that... Chaos knew no classification bounds. (laughs) It was everywhere, all the time, all at once. At the 6A level, Klein Collins losing to Klein is, like, legitimately stunning. That is, like, actually, whoa, what the heck. Same with Plano beating Plano East. And... Beating the brakes off them. Mm-hmm. That was not some sort of like that, that. was. I mean, my goodness, that was really surprising to me. That's in six A. You moved down to five A. A game that I did not realize until ha- a, a result I did not realize happened until after until the next day. Santa Fe beat Crosby. Yeah. Santa Fe beat Crosby. Oh. That's two in a row. Yep. I wonder if I wonder if Crosby let one game beat him twice. But there's that. There was the colony being Frisco Lone Star on a hook and lateral play. Excellently executed hook and lateral play. A ladder. tremendous <laughs> hook and <laughs> lateral play. Am I missing anything else in 5A? I don't think I am. We've got my rankings here that I did. You can find the new rankings at TexasFootball.com. Um, those were the, the real ones. College Station got a push, a big time push. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wild week in 5A. 4A, I'm trying to think if there were any big major shifts in 4A. Am I missing anything in 4A? Was there something? (laughs) I don't think so. I think 4A actually was relatively ho-ho. Unless I'm just really... Someone's going to be screaming about something. There's that. 3A went nuts. 3A went crazy town banana pants. Okay? Troy beat Rockdale. Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, actually, you know
1: what in 4A? Hmm.
0: Sweeney. That's right. Warden beat Sweeney. Warden beat Sweeney. Sorry.
1: No, you're exactly right. Warden beat Sweeney. That's the one.
0: 3A, and specifically 3A Division One, both number one and number two went down in our Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. Rockdale lost to Troy, 21-17. You're like, okay, that's fine. Then this one, Wes Rusk lost to Sabine, 23-7. That is maybe the most stunning result of the weekend. That was, that's nuts. Um, and then down in the 2A ranks, uh, 2A was pretty ho ha 2A, 2A, everyone took care of their business. There's a little bit more parity, I think, in 2A. But in any case, it was a wild and, and, and equal opportunity week of chaos across the Lone Star State. That's thought number one. Thought number two, still bad, but maybe less bad. So we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk a lot on TexasFootball.com this week about everything going on at TCU, which is bad. That's just uh, objectively bad. They did not look good against Oklahoma. And somehow got worse this morning. And it somehow got worse. They lose Kevontae Turpin because he's been arrested. And uh, they lose Sean Robinson, their quarterback, to season-ending shoulder surgery, which I thought Michael Collins looked a lot better than Sean Robinson anyway. So (laughs) that's beside the point. Set them aside. Okay? I think at the bottom of of what we'll have at the Power Poll, things are actually trending in a positive direction. Texas State did not embarrass themselves against Louisiana Monroe. Fair. They didn't win. They probably should have. But uh-huh. they didn't embarrass themselves. We're talking baby steps here. <laughs> UTEP gave Louisiana Tech a run. It was not bad. It was decidedly not bad. Um UTSA mm-hmm. played um Who am I why am I playing on who UTSA played? Um My goodness. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. And they gave them a run. Yeah, it was not bad. Mm-hmm. It was not as bad as we've come to expect it to be. Right, SMU goes on the road, mm-hmm. gets a thrilling win over Tulane. Rice.
2: Rice, Rice looked
0: okay. Like I will say, we we were worried when Sean Stankovich was out for mm-hmm. the year. Evan Marshman looks like a good complement to that running game. Yes, he was he does. able to run the ball, and hopefully, you know, he was taken out of the game with an injury. Hopefully, he's fine because. He might be an okay yeah. quarterback for that for that offense and for, as a good complement. Maybe to he is. I mean, for me, that's the story. Is yeah. yes, Texas Tech beat the brakes off of Kansas as they should have. Right. Houston played with their food a little bit against Navy, but ended up pulling away. They're fine. That's a. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Houston. Again, holy crap! That second half. Yeah, they. Oh, that they, was fun. <laughs> they the, they, It they, was they,
1: a very <laughs> mediocre first half followed yeah, they, by a blitzkrieg. It Ooh, was like
0: the defense second. was like, "Hey guys, they're gonna run the ball." <laughs> and they just. I was like, oh okay, maybe. Oh okay, we'll just stop that triple option, right? North there. Texas coughed it up against UAB, and I'm just. I'm just tired of ta- talking about how disappointed I am in, in North Texas. But my, I choose to be positive, sure. and I choose to be positive about the bottom layer of tech of, of Texas college football, which I think made a step forward this week. That's thought number two, and thought number three: ripple effects. To me, we're now in week nine. Our um, our Playoff projections are going to go up on the site this week uh, for insiders. You can see where we where we play, project every team, what the bracket's looking like when the brackets come out in a couple of weeks. And there are huge ripple effects. For example, Clifton beating Lexington means that there is a pretty good likelihood we get Gunner versus Lexington in round two. Yeehaw! That is a ball game. Let's Hold on, dear butts. That will be a fantastic game. And uh, what's like halfway between Lexington and? Um, <laughs> and
1: You're already trying to figure out if we're going to this game. Uh huh. I mean, somewhere that's right. All right. Let's see. Uh, I could Lexington? see them both doing a Waco. I could see. Yeah, that.
0: I mean, it's probably going to be Waco, but let's see. Halfway between there, uh, according to Meatways.com, is um, yeah, like Hillsboro. So yeah, they'll probably do they'll probably do Waco, but in any case. Fabulous, fabulous, like, ripple effects now that you've you've got to take into account. Every game has meaning, not just within that district, but also without that district. Those are my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Arlington defensive back Tucker Thompson. who's my cousin Tucker. Who had uh, six tackles, (laughs) two picks, and broke up another three passes. Maybe his nephew Tucker. A helmet sticker to Purdue quarterback David Blau. Hey-oh. The pride of Carrollton, Texas, leads Purdue... More like Perdid um uh, in a win, to a win over Ohio State. Five out of 10. <laughs> and I know that he doesn't play in the state of Texas, but he's from Texas. That's and our mistake, more, not his. And more importantly, he took down the most obnoxious fan base in America. And we can yeah. all thank him for that. Thank you for your service, David plow He gets yeah. a helmet sticker. And a helmet sticker for West Harden quarterback Jake Strahan. He went thirteen for twenty three. Uh, for 249 yards and three touchdowns. And also carried the ball for 100 yards and three touchdowns on the ground, He gets a helmet sticker as well for West Harden quarterback Jake Strayham. Three teams to watch. Jersey Village. Holy cow. Out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Remember, a couple, I was saying, a couple of weeks ago, when we yeah. were talking about how Cy Fair, Cy Falls was for the 6-17, title game? Right. Then, Jersey Village just beat both of them. Back-to-back back weeks. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. Remember us? <laughs> the Falcons are going to win 17 6 Big one for them. Lamar, holy cow! they one. take down Sam Houston. Say, was that in Huntsville? I don't know. I think so. Check um, that. I just saw it. I was like, whoa! I think it was. That's a stunner. And it's, I mean, it's no, it, it was in Beaumont. It was, it was in Beaumont. In Beaumont. Okay. okay, well, good. Still. You know, don't, don't just walk into Beaumont. Derrick <laughs> Morris, man. Yeah, they were they were great in that game. It's a positive negative. Yeah. The positive is obviously you feel great for Lamar. That's Big a tremendous win. Win. win for that program. Yeah. It probably eliminates the idea of us having an FCS title contender, to be real honest. So that kind of stinks. But big win for Lamar. Huge
1: win for Lamar. Don't take it away from him. And
0: Midland Greenwood. Oh, when I said Eric, I meant uh, uh, Coach Schultz. My bad. I got you on W. And Midland Greenwood. Big win over Snyder this week. Fantastic win uh, for the Rangers. They are 6-2 and and a team to be reckoned with out there on the Permian Basin.
1: Don't worry-ish because uh, Coach Morris had a big weekend too. So, oh, okay, so yeah. good. UIW both. UIW had a nice one, yes, too. So. To
0: Three to C. How about Beaumont-Westbrook and Galena Park-North Shore? Hell yes. A prove-it game for Westbrook. A prove-it game. If y'all are for real, and we think you are, if y'all are for real, go to Galena Park and give them a run. Oh, boy. Big game for that one. I'm really excited about that one. And the college ranks South Florida, and Houston's interesting. South Florida comes calling to the third ward, and that should be a lot of fun. A, 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 na- a nationally ranked South Florida team. Charlie Strong coming back to Texas. Should be a lot of fun. And Battle of Unbeatens down South Charlotte and Fall City will do battle for the district championship down there in South Texas. Those are three to see, and that is Monday Morning Fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package with Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You get two magazines. The 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which we're shooting the cover tomorrow. <sighs> um, you get that mailed directly to you. Profile on more than 400 prospects around the Lone Star State from the class of 2019 to the class of 2022. You get that. You get pre-order for 2018. 19th summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football. If you're watching this show, you know what made us famous. It's the big summer edition. We're excited to, to bring that to you. We will mail it directly to you. Subscribers got it a week early last week last year. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast with Matt Step and I. We're going to record that later today. We're also going to have uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, all that's a playoff projections for insiders. Playoff projections. If you want to see your team, if we think your team is in and out, and who, who in or out, and who we think they're playing in the first round and beyond, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. All that for the low, low price of 1995 for an entire year. 1995 for an entire year makes a great gift as well. It is TexasFootball.com. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature Hotline and bring in the head coach of the undefeated Clifton Cubs. We're joined by Coach Chuck Caniford. Coach, how are you?
3: Doing well. How about y'all? How
0: are things in beautiful Clifton, Texas today?
3: We're drying out a little bit, finally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's about, Well, it's about time. We all need it. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to talk first and foremost, before we get to what happened this past week, um, I want to go back to the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, this is a team in, in, in Clifton that we, we've we thought it was maybe on the on the verge of something big, something that, you know, could be on, on the breakout uh breakout path. I'm very interested, when did you get the feeling that this season could be something special for you guys?
3: Uh you know, we really felt like the last couple of years we've kind of been on the cusp of that, but uh this group of kids, you know, you could tell even in the winter, just the way that they worked together, uh the chemistry that they had. Uh, how well they just kind of all get along you know and then that continued on throughout the summer and our strength and conditioning program and uh, you could just see that this was a, a really special group and then we told our kids back in august that we really felt like they have a chance to be be pretty special and uh, they needed to understand that you don't get those opportunities very often to, to be a part of a, a team like this and so you know, we really felt all along that this could
0: be one of those kind of teams. And you guys really cemented it, and I, I would say uh, jumped onto the statewide radar this week with a, a big win at home over, over Lexington. Um, you know, you guys were 7-0 entering this game. Obviously, you guys knew you were pretty good. Uh, but this was a big game in, in at home. You, you figured it was going to be, you know, still work to do but you figured this was going to be for the district championship. What was your message to your kids before the game, uh, you know, to make sure they went out there and took care of business?
3: Uh, we told them basically to do the same thing they'd been doing every week. Uh, you know, I told them they didn't need to do anything special they didn't need to be superhuman, they just needed to go out and, and, and play to our standard for 48 minutes, and, and if they did that, then we were confident they were going to be victorious, so, you know, really that's the thing, I think a lot of times when you play teams as good as Lexington, that uh, people try to do too much, uh, you know, the thing we, we emphasize all the time is just, you know, knowing your job, doing your job, and doing it well, and, and trust that your teammates are going to do the same, and that was the message. Don't don't try to do anything special. Just play our game, and it'll all work out.
0: Well, it started for you guys uh, on the defensive side. It's always been about your defense this year. Your defense has been really outstanding. Um, what is it about your defense that's working right now that was able to hold down and force a few turn- key turnovers uh, uh, one of the most explosive attacks in Class 3A? Well, I
3: think the biggest thing, and, and you know, it's cliche, but it starts up front. You know, we... Uh, we felt really good coming into this year about our linebackers. We felt really good about our secondary. We had a lot of kids coming back that have played a lot of football, you know, a lot of playoff games over the last couple of years. But we graduated some really talented defensive linemen out of last year's team. And so that was the big concern. But I think that's really the difference is that we we had to take some guys that had never put their hand in the ground, you know, from linebacker and, and make them defensive linemen. And as a result, they brought a linebacker mentality uh, to our front, that they're not just going to try to take a gap and and let the linebackers make their plays. You know, they want to go make the plays themselves. And so uh, I think that's probably the biggest difference for us is that we've got four guys up front uh, that want to go make the tackle instead of just, you know, taking up a gap.
0: Uh, we're talking with Chuck Canifer, the head coach of the Clifton Cubs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF today. Coach, one guy who, uh, you know, you've got a lot of, you guys seem to be a team that's, that's kind of greater than the sum of your parts, but one guy who really stands out to me is Riley Perry. It is, you know, at 3A, it's, it's, not, it's not rare to see a guy play in both ways, but it maybe is rare that your leading rusher is also your leading tackler and this guy seems to do it all uh what can you tell us for those who aren't familiar what can you tell us about this young man
3: he's a really really special kid and uh you know obviously he's got some physical tools that are that allow him to do what he does on the field but um he's a really intelligent kid very very humble uh it's like pulling teeth to get him to do a radio interview i mean he just (laughs) doesn't want the attention uh, and he's a guy that, you know, you hear it all the time, but he's a guy that comes to work every single day. You know, he started for us at linebacker since he was a freshman uh, and so he's been in a lot of big games, been in a lot of big playoff games. Uh He's one of those guys that the moment is not going to get him. Uh It's not going to rattle him and, and he seems to play his biggest in the biggest games, but he was an absolute beast on Friday night, no question. I mean, he ran for over 200 yards. He was double-digit tackles, forced two fumbles. I mean, he's just a He's a playmaker, and he's a guy that, you know, when the game's on the line, you want him on the field.
0: And, and the thing that stands out to me when you look up and down your roster is that you guys are getting contributions from, from a, a lot of juniors. You know, Mason brandenburger your, your your quarterback, is, is a junior. You know, Riley Perry uh, is, is a junior. You've, you've got other guys, uh, you know, like Hayden Newton, who are juniors. Uh, do you feel like as the season progresses that you're seeing these guys grow up a little bit?
3: Yeah, and a lot of them grew up last year. Mm -hmm. You know, Mason uh, rotated at quarterback for us uh, after about the third game of the year last year when uh, Hutch got hurt. Mason ended up, you know, starting the game and played well enough that we ended up rotating him. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys, you know, Hayden was a guy that late in the year came up and helped us on special teams. You know, our junior class, um, you know, has a lot of those guys were were key contributors last year as as sophomores. And so, uh, you know, they continue to get better um they've always been a really special group you know they didn't lose a game in middle school uh they were very successful when they were freshmen you know as as a JV group and and that's just continued at the varsity level so that 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 really is not a surprise for us that group's always been that way and and i think like you said the thing that stands out about them is there's not really a uh you know a, a five star standout guy it's just they're a really really good team you know they they play really well together uh, every Friday night, it's a different guy. You know, last week it was, you know, Mason had, you know, contributed on mm-hmm. six touchdowns. This week it was Riley. I mean, it's kind of a different guy every week. TJ, at receiver, uh, has been a beast for us. Uh, you know, he just – It's a really, really good collection of of parts that that really play well together.
0: It's all working for you guys right now. And now, you know, you you look ahead uh, for your guys. You guys have the very odd scheduling quirk. You get Florence this week. Uh, You know, you can't take any district foe lightly. Uh, You know, you're going to take care of them. And then you guys get the very odd week 10 bye uh you know so and then by the way you got to pick it back up and go up against a rogers team that is always game for a fight um how do you how do you approach what is a very odd scheduling quirk where you guys are going to get a week off right before you know literally all your most important games
3: well you know we we talk a lot about you know controlling the controllables and that's one of the things that Hey, look, that's out of our control. You know, would we have picked that open week? Probably not. But that's what we got, and so we're just going to make the best of it. You know, maybe the timing of it works out perfect. We can get a chance to get healed up. There was a super physical game on Friday night on both sides. Uh, you know, we've got to find a way to get recovered and get ready for this week, uh, and then maybe we can kind of catch our breath a little bit. And, and we know Rogers is going to bring everything they got. I mean, every every year we've played them, it's it's been a battle and. Uh, those guys do a great job, Charlie and his staff, and getting their kids ready. And that'll be a huge game for us, you know. And fortunately, it's at home, and and uh, get to finish the regular season, you know, hopefully on a positive note. If we can play well and get ready for the run in the playoffs, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, you, you, those things are out of your control, kind of like mm-hmm. your district, and you just play who they tell you to play, and let's make the best of it.
0: Uh, one more question for Chuck Canifer, the head coach. Of the Clifton Cubs coach um, you know we talk so much about small towns Clifton's a a town of about 3,500 folks and you know I think people maybe outside the state of Texas have this idea of what small town Texas high school football is like Um, you know maybe the head coach is I don't know on the city council or something like that (laughs) Um, so my question for you is that what is the more high pressure job alderman in uh, for the city of Clifton or head coach of the Clifton Cubs
3: uh it, it depends on how the week's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really depends on what's going on uh you know that's been a great experience for me um you know I, I had some people ask me about doing that and, and and I've been looking for a new way to kind of get involved in the community we we had a we had a tornado here a couple of years mm-hmm. back and uh took a bunch of our kids out to help you know clean up and that's where it really kind of hit me that you know that there's got to be more that we can do and 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 if I'm going to ask our kids to you know, step up and really contribute to our community, then I need to be the leader in that role. And So this was a great great way to do that. Man, I've learned a lot, a whole lot about you know government and, and how things work, and it's, it's really been a really positive experience for me.
0: He is the Honorable Chuck Canford, <laughs> the head coach of the Clifton Cubs. They are 8-0. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win on Friday night. Best of luck this Friday against Florence and down the road.
3: I appreciate it. Thanks for all you guys do to promote the sport, man. We really appreciate
0: it. Absolutely, coach. Take care. You too. There he goes, Chuck Caniford, the head coach, the Clifton Cubs, and alderman for the city of Clifton. I was looking at that because uh, here is how it came up: is that I was looking for a photo of him, mm-hmm. and they have a low res photo of him on the um, on the site yeah. on the on the um, rather the the school site. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, let's keep looking. So I went on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Type in Chuck Caniford. Chuck Canford for City Council. I yeah. go. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, you go to cityofclifton.org. Check out the ca- city council page, and there he is, Alderman Chuck Caniford. Nice. So I imagine, I imagine that uh, he can whip the votes pretty good if you're if you're eight and Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, one, you know, the hand in glove. It all works pretty well there in Clifton, Texas. So we appreciate. We just it. want
1: to run this government like a football team. Listen, yeah, we want <laughs> that to run like is a message <laughs> Texas fans can get behind. Yeah,
0: listen, yeah, if you're if you're if if the the campaign size says Caniford for City Council. We'll run it like the Cubs. Be like, all right, we're oh. in. Yep. yep. Okay. Where do I, where do <laughs> Love I vote? It. Uh, early with voting. Love yeah, it. exactly. So we appreciate Coach Chuck Canford helping out with us. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas every Monday at noon. That's here and now. TexasFootball.com will announce 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Voting closes at TexasFootball.com each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. The week. Eight, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Santa Rosa running back Ryan Mesa carried the ball 15 times. How was that all? For 405 (laughs) yards and three touchdowns. He had to have been tired. Pretty good. No, he only had 15 carries. That's a lot of running. He's not a workhorse. Vote for Santa Rosa running back Ryan Mesa. Eastland quarterback Baron Morton. Um, Matt Stepp was at this game. He threw for 243 yards and two touchdowns. He ran for 32 yards and a score. He had three tackles, and he kicked five PATs, and the game-winning 33-yard field goal. Easton, Eastland quarterback Baron Morton up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. So is Lovejoy wide receiver Jacob Terwilliger. Seven catches, 243 yards, and three touchdowns for Lovejoy. San Angelo Central quarterback Malachi Brown for, threw for 338 yards and two scores, ran for 338 yards and two scores, and threw for another 53 yards and two scores through the air. Springtown running back Cameron Rickett, Pojo Magic, with 342 yards and five touchdowns rushing. He also caught two balls for 30 yards and a score. Glenn Rose quarterback Cameron Griffin, 246 yards and seven touchdowns passing. He added 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for good measure. Fall City quarterback and defensive back, Keyshawn Johnson, 226 yards, three touchdowns passing, 128 yards, and two touchdowns rushing in a pretty critical district game for them. So, big win for the Beavers. New Diana defensive lineman, Isaiah Martinez, had seven tackles, a sack, two quarterback pressures, a forced fumble, a fumble return for a touchdown, and an interception return for a touchdown. All those things for New Diana defensive lineman, Isaiah Martinez. To go out east, Longview Pine Tree wide receiver, J.J. Sparkman, caught 10 passes for 223 yards and two scores for Pine Tree. And finally, down in the Valley, Brownsville Hanna wide receiver Miguel Payan caught eight catches for 208 yards and two scores. He was five for five on extra points, and he kicked a 35-yard field goal. So those are your Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Santa Rosa running back Ryan Mesa, Eastland quarterback Baron Morton, Lovejoy wide receiver Jacob Terwilliger, San Angelo Central quarterback Malachi Brown, Springtown running back Cameron Rickett, Glen Rose quarterback Cameron Griffin, two Camerons back to back. I just realized that. Then a Keyshawn, <laughs> Fall City quarterback and defensive back Keyshawn Johnson, New Diana defensive lineman Isaiah Martinez, Longview Pine Tree wide receiver J.J. Sparkman, and Brownsville Hannah wide receiver Miguel Payan. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Need a little sip of water. That's fine. I'm the Marco Rubio of internet shows. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas football in partnership with the U.S. Army is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the seven Army Values. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. The Week 8 Army Values Schools of the Week in 6A, Converse Judson, The Rockets blasted off for a 28 to nothing win over rival Smithson Valley, remaining unde- unbeat- undefeated and handing the Rangers their first shutout loss since 1996. How old are you in 1996? 4. <laughs> <laughs> In 5A, <laughs> College Station, the Cougars rallied with two late fourth quarter touchdowns to force overtime, and then Brandon Williams hit Brandon Joseph for a game-winning 29-yard touchdown strike in overtime as the Cougars surged past Magnolia, 41-38. In 4A, Wake Connolly. Down 24-7 in the second half. The Cadets wouldn't quit. Mounting an unforgettable comeback capped by JV on Sunday's two-yard game-tying score on the final play of the game. And Ralph Morales' game-winning extra point to beat Mejia 27-26. In 3A Eastland, Baron Morton, also the starting quarterback, banged through the game-winning 33-yard field goal as time expired to edge as the Mavericks edged Breckenridge 44 to 41. In 2A Shelbyville, in a wild back-and-forth affair, the Dragons got six total touchdowns from quarterback Jalen Brinson and held off a West Sabine held off West Sabine in overtime 44 to 42. And finally, in 1A Nazareth, the Swifts. Got a hard-fought defensive win over District Faux Happy. Their first win over the Cowboys since 1999. So those are your Army Values Schools of the Week. In 6A, Converse Jetson. In 5A, College Station. In 4A, Waco Conley. In 3A, Eastland. In 2A, Springfield's rival, Shelbyville. And in 1A, Nazareth. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com school of the week. Bye, Ish. We'll miss you.
3: Shahan was waiting outside. I don't know. He probably just left and gave up. Yeah, he gave up probably. I don't don't know.
0: It's fine. We're a little bit early for him. It's fine. Whatever. We are at Texas Football (laughs) today. We're here every weekday at noon on Texas Football. You're going to walk in front of the camera.
1: Yeah, that would have been pretty good. I literally forgot we were on here. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) Calm down, Greg. Be
0: all right. We pay that guy. We do? We are Texas Not football. Not enough, honestly. Yeah. We are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Hey, the, um, mm. the Texas High School Hall of Fame class just got announced. Oh, hey, all right.
1: And did, you, did you make it, Tepper? Are you in the Hall of I Fame? Did not,
0: oh, yeah! I'm so glad about that. There's a lot of things. I'm okay. Glad Adrian Pearson's getting in. Hey, all right. Jason Bragg from Stephenville's getting in. Okay. Uh, from the 80s, it's Willie Everett from Dangerfield. All right. Uh, from the 70s, it's Putt Choate from, uh, from Coahoma. Okay. From the 60s, it's Ken Houston from Lufkin Dunbar. All and right. from the 50s and before, it's Ken Kasner from Waco. Uh, Eddie Joseph our, uh, the coaches category includes T.J. Mills and Scott Phillips. Well-deserved for T.J. Mills yeah, and Scott Phillips. For sure. And the Dave Campbell contributor to the Game Award. I'm very happy about this. It's John Heidke. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, from, who who For those who don't know, John Heidke is uh, was, is a big reason why there's high school football in Fox Sports Southwest. He was the one who really pushed for it. So I, am, uh, I, 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 I won't reveal my, my ballot. I will tell you that a few of the guys – I did vote for John Heidke for for, a contributor to the the Game Award uh, among a lot of really fantastic candidates. But uh, very happy about that. So there you go. Those are your Texas High School Hall of Fame inductees. We are joined now by the college football insider for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Mr. Shehan J. Raja. How was your weekend, Shehan? This is the first time we're talking. Literally the first time we're yeah,
2: talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got in. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, you know, that TCU game was kind of interesting for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but today's the more interesting game. Oh, <sighs> I think we'll get to that in a minute. We will.
0: <laughs> we will. We will. We're here to do the college football power poll, ranking the 12 FBS teams in the Lone Star State. Um, not a whole lot of changes, at least at the bottom, but then... A lot of shifting in the middle. We'll get to that. Let's start with number twelve. The number twelve team in the power poll is it's UTEP. Yeah. Now I will say this: <laughs> probably the best
2: game they've played. Well, I wrote this in, in our post uh, in our sort of post mm-hmm. Saturday recap. UTEP's going to win a game. They're mm. getting so so close. They've lost by th- uh, I think it was seven this mm-hmm. week, three the week before. I mean, they just keep getting closer. A nine-point game, another seven-point game, I think.
0: Yeah, but the problem is where's it going to come from? Because they've got – well, Ooh, Rice.
1: Yeah. You're right. Rice. Yep. It's a chance right there. Yeah.
0: They're, yeah. They're, they play UAB this week. They're going to get smoked. Yeah, no,
2: that's, that's a terrible, terrible so you think they're going to beat Rice? It's at Rice, though. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. well, that
1: home field advantage. <laughs> the...
2: it, it depends on how healthy Rice is, I'd say. But mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is that they – again, they played, what, Louisiana Tech this mm-hmm. week. They played well against UNT. Mm-hmm. It might be a decent team. It's not gonna be UAB. Let's
3: listen, be clear.
0: listen, their past five games. Yeah.
2: Um past four games, they lost to New Mexico State by
0: seven. Now New Mexico State's a bad team. Yeah, they're really bad. Uh they lost to U T S A by nine, again a bad team. But they lost to North Texas by three and they lost to Louisiana Tech by seven.
2: Yeah. And those are not bad teams. No, those are good teams. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, they're turning in the right direction, and, and that's that's a positive, but...
2: Um, and I don't think we saw that coming. Just no, trending, certainly not. Right? You know, certainly and, and not. Because early in the year, I mean, the thing was against Tennessee. Tennessee looked terrible. It's just that TIP looked even more terrible. Correct. And now, I mean, they still play ugly. They still don't play pretty, but... You know, they're getting close. They're competing. They look like they belong on the same field with these teams. And really, that's a big step forward.
0: Well, them. and for me, I think that the move, I think if, if they've officially made the move to Brandon Jones, the, the junior quarterback, they've just got to settle on somebody. They've, they, yeah. they've cycled in Ryan Metz. They cycled in Brandon Jones. They gave up on Kyle Locksley. They've got to find somebody. To well, he's been, too, yeah, he's been hurt, too. Yeah, he's been hurt. But they got. I mean, the thing is, they're not running the ball. But yeah. bottom line is, I think you're right. They are. They are trending up in a. They're trending in a positive direction, which, which is, is all you can ask. All for. you can ask for in year 110. Even though it's 19 straight losses. Correct. The number 11 team in the Power Poll. Rice. They covered.
2: Congrats. <laughs> I'm just I'm just <laughs> spitting facts here. Yeah, uh, they, they actually didn't look terrible in the first half. No, but, but in the in cool. the second quarter, uh, where they playing again? They were playing. Uh, Not UAB. No, they weren't playing UAB. F-I-U. FIU. FIU. That's Play who it was. Butch F-I-U. the Fighting Butch Davises, yeah. of course. They were uh, up
0: seven nothing in the first quarter. Yes,
2: yes. And I think that and their backup the quarterback was able to move the quarterback the the ball. Excuse yeah. me. A little better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is still very bad. Very bad. And I mean, Evan this, Marshman is the Evan Marshman and he, they actually ran the ball with him quite a bit. Uh, he just wasn't ready passing wise, yeah. but but he had a pair of rushing scores. I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and you know. Again, he's a freshman. He's not supposed to play right away, and, and Stankovich has been pretty good for them. Um, you know the fact that they were even able to kind of keep things respectable without arguably their two of their three best offensive yes. players. That's not too bad. One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: But yeah, you know Evan Marshman. You know, just a freshman. Maybe they can grow with him. Maybe yeah. They can grow with him. Definitely. So that's that's Definitely. exciting. So uh, Rice is number eleven in the power poll. Number ten in the power poll. UTSA. The UTSA Roadrunners, who yeah. again covered. Yes. Um,
2: but it wasn't as close as even the final score looked. They were they, down twenty-seven-three. I Yeah, say. They,
0: yeah, they were. They scored fourteen kind of garbage time points yeah. in the second half. Um, they've officially made the move to
2: JoJo Weeks. It seems like, which yep. I'm in favor of. I think. Yeah, I think it's a long time coming. And, and it looked a, he looked a little bit out of sorts against Southern Miss. But I mean, Southern Miss is a really good defense, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, so that happens. Uh, and. Ultimately, I think that they just needed to make a change. I mean, Grundy was doing yeah. nothing for it them. Really so at least put him out there. At least see what Weeks can do. And I think he showed some signs. He wasn't great. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend that he was great. But I think that in a lot of ways he was an improvement. And, and really, when you look at them just having nothing on offense, a lot of it had to do with their running backs couldn't get anything either. Right. Oh, yeah. The running game was totally shut down. Uh, and uh, and I want to say that Weeks was sacked six times. So
0: that'll do it. Yeah. Here's a concerning stat. The uh, um, Jack Abraham, the quarterback for um, for Southern Miss, uh, had uh, five incompletions on thirty
2: three times. And he's good, but also not that good. Yeah, not that good. Not
0: good. The UTSA is number ten in the power poll. Number nine in the power poll. Texas State. They actually, again, another team kind of like UTEP, right? Where the arrows pointing up, and yes. that's kind of all you can ask right now. Yeah. Although it, I I wonder if it's going to save Everett Withers' job.
2: Yeah, I mean the question I think is gonna be, is there a guy who you want to bring in? Mm-hmm. If there's a guy that they have their eye on who they think they can get, then maybe you move on from Everett Withers. But otherwise, I mean the the issue is too, again, it's not like Texas State is coming in here, it, it, it's not like they're gonna go hire Seth Luttrell, right? No. It, it's like it's You're not right. like they're gonna go hire whoever. So I think that they're building in a good direction, at least but at the same time they're one in five. You know, yeah. I don't think we can one pretend that they're not oh one in six, yeah. Mm. So it's it's even worse.
0: Even worse. Maybe make a call to Commerce, Texas. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. Number eight in the Power Poll. Hey! SMU. Finally, some good things to talk about. Yeah,
2: yeah. They they have a game-winning drive against Tulane on the road, uh, and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, ben Hicks is having the weirdest season that I've maybe ever <laughs> seen a quarterback have. So he's, tr- he's thrown three interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. All three have gone for pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how that happens. And then on top of that, he gets benched for Will Brown, who plays really well in, in his mm-hmm. two opportunities. But then they insert him back in. He leads two game-winning drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has another fumble in the end zone. That percent. throw he like, made to James Prochet was yeah. is, is maybe yeah. the best throw he's made at SMU.
1: Yeah. It was really good. That's but on the money. And yet, you know what? He still, his completion percentage was 50%. I know. Like, hey, that's, hey, hey,
2: hey. 21 for 40.
1: Right. He had, okay, just over 50%. 52.5. 50, sure, whatever. He, it's, he,
2: listen, it's, he got it's, over it with,
0: it's his, be, with the
1: best throw he's made at SMU. It's always His between, last
0: throw he's made is the best throw he's made at it's SMU. It's
1: always between 48 and 52%. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
2: you got the whole Ben Hicks experience in this game. You right? really did.
0: It was, uh, yeah, so uh, Ben or Ben Hicks is, is a mystery wrapped inside an enigma, wrapped inside a vest. <laughs> um, so they are number eight in the power pool. Number seven in the power pole.
2: Oh boy. Let's see you take some time. Yeah. To
0: talk about the frogs.
2: So let's start first with the most on field thing. Sean Robinson's out for the year after, uh, after having surgery on a shoulder. um, And, and look, he was struggling before the shoulder injury. I know that's going to – So so let's not pretend like that was the thing that was holding him back. But Michael Collins is the starting quarterback. He looked pretty good against Oklahoma for a stretch, then kind of hurt his hand. And he was actually 5-for-6 for for 99 yards and two touchdowns before that. They looked like a different offense. Oh, so different.
0: They looked like a different offense when he was in there. Yeah,
2: and and in my postgame column on TexasFootball.com, I basically wrote, they got a glimpse of what the season would look like with passable quarterback, yeah, play. and it's so different. And it's a it's a team that can hang with Oklahoma, right?
0: But and the, and then you know now I will say I know Oklahoma's offense is great, and I know the the defense, or I'm sorry, and, and I know that the uh, the off the TCU offense kind of hung the defense out to dry, yeah. Um, but boy, howdy, there were this is this is not a this is not one for the for the memory. Well, well, here's here's Oklahoma, the thing. TCU's I mean,
2: TCU is a very good defense. By the end of the game, they were down to one of their opening day starters in the secondary Mm. because uh, Jeff Gladney apparently went down. I didn't actually see where Jeff Gladney went down, but Julius Lewis, we did see go down. Nico Small didn't play in this game. In his is out for the season. They were actually playing their top linebacker, Garrett Wallow, back at strong safety, and then he got hurt. So it's really just becoming injuries. Their, their, front, uh, their front four still is doing all right, other than Ross Blacklock, of course, being out. But at linebacker and in the secondary, they're just losing guys left and right. And that's what happens when you're playing that many plays.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now, S&P Plus projects their most likely win total to be six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which means that they would win only two. Well, well they'd up. You know, they should beat Kansas. Right, better beat Kansas. <laughs> uh, they should beat Kansas State at home. Better beat Kansas State at home. Um, Oklahoma State at home is interesting. Yeah, you don't know where they're at. At West Virginia is a likely loss. At Baylor is interesting. Suddenly, yeah. so yeah. it's it's a it's a bizarre it's a bizarre year. A disappointing year for TCU. It's not one that they're they're excited about. Yeah,
2: and the other news.
0: Yeah, Cavonte uh, Turpin.
2: Cavante Turpin was arrested for what appears to be domestic violence. Um, this Fort Worth Star-Telegram says that it was apparently a woman involved. A family member? So in this, these sorts of situations, uh, if it's like a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. like that, that's considered assault on Got a family member. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Cavante and is from Louisiana, so you'd imagine that the people who would be in immediate contact with him would be a girlfriend or something yeah. like that. Uh, just, again, I mean, this is...
0: This has been a bad couple of days for right. the Frogs. And,
2: and you obviously want to separate, you know. Yes. This is bad.
0: This is this is bad in a vacuum. Right. All the other things we're talking about are bad in a football sense. Right,
2: right. And he's, uh, he's suspended indefinitely right now. Right. Um, and Gary Patterson says that they haven't gotten police reports, they haven't been able to do an investigation as yet, uh, nice. but he's almost certainly going to be out for Kansas, and honestly, if... If this turns out to be what it sounds like, and it sounds real bad, mm-hmm. it, his career at T.C. might be over.
0: Which is crazy, considering he's probably their most... Uh, him and Rager are their two most explosive playmakers.
2: Oh, I, and I think that he's probably the top one. He's you know, what I mean? the, yeah. Because... As far as, of, like, house ability. Right. You know. and, and, you know, just the day before, because he was arrested on Sunday. The day mm-hmm. before, you know, he had 62 yards and a 99-yard touchdown return mm-hmm. uh, against Oklahoma, which was his longest play ever. So, it's just... Again, this Mm -hmm. so far supersedes football, obviously. for sure. But it's just, again, at the same time, you do have to say, well, TCU's in trouble if if Kevontae Turbin can't go, too. Number six on the power pole. Uh, Baylor. Did not lose this week. Yeah. uh, Really, they moved up because of all that that all happened with yeah. TCU it yeah. wasn't anything that they did yeah
0: now, they're, now they go to West Virginia yeah and which,
2: uh, and that's not gonna go great
0: no it's not in fact like they're, the rest of their schedule so at West Virginia you're home to Oklahoma State which again is just a weird game they're at Iowa State which whoosh whoosh <laughs> whoosh whoosh whoosh. whoosh <laughs> that's not looking good uh, TCU who knows? And they they play tech at um, at Jerry World. Yeah. So it's Which it's looks like a good game. Looks like a great game, but it's, it's I don't know. It's it's real interesting. You could you could absolutely sell me on them winning three more games, and you could absolutely sell me on them not winning another game. Yeah. That's yep. very odd.
2: Yeah. It's it's a tough situation because they, they need to. Again, we, mm-hmm. we talked about earlier in this year
0: is the Duke game. The man. Duke
2: game. If they win that Duke game, they're in fantastic shape. I think that you can feel pretty comfortable that they're going to win one of these games. Yeah. But they have to win two. Yep. And that's sure going to be a tall order.
0: Number five on the power pole. Oh,
2: boy. North Texas. It was the same exact game that they lost two weeks earlier. They – yeah, it, it really is. They went up 21-10 to 10 at the half. They were in total control of the game. Uh, Mason Fine had a great game for 333 yards, I think three touchdowns. Um, Jalen Darden, fantastic game. The issue is all of it came in the first half. Yep. And ultimately what it comes down to is that it, it it's about UNT's offensive line. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line fell apart in the second half.
0: Well, and we had a feeling about
2: this even in the early going. Even when they were smoking people you're yeah. like, man,
0: Mason Fine's taking some pretty big hits. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're starting to and, and they're still getting hits on him and and really though, it's everything. It's that Mason Fine's taking hits. He's managed to stay healthy because yeah. apparently he's Superman. Uh but their running game just can't get anything no. going. And you saw a week ago against Southern Miss, the, r- the real thing that changed was that DeAndre Torrey was able to get free a couple of times for a couple of touchdowns. That didn't happen this week against UAB, who's a better defense than Southern Miss, and Southern Miss is a great defense. And unfortunately, when you're not able to move the ball, especially against a defense like this, the ball keeps turning over, the clock doesn't run. And at the same time, UNT still had a chance to win this. They're driving, they're within the 10 for whatever reason, Graham Harrell calls a quarterback draw to take them within the four-yard line. Mason Fine fumbles the ball, and mm-hmm. then now here's yeah. so here's the thing. I think they've
0: still got a great shot at ten wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. The remaining schedule: Rice, Old Dominion, yeah. at UTSA, and then sandwiched between there is Florida Atlantic, who, yeah. by the way, has kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah. So they've got a great chance to win out. But what's concerning is that. Three of the last four games, they have not looked good.
2: No, 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 no.
0: And they've got caught on two of them.
2: And even even Southern Miss, They pulled away at the end, yeah. but for a half, they didn't look they very good either. Good.
0: They haven't put together. A, they basically since that game against Arkansas, they yeah. haven't put together four quarters. Yeah,
2: and well, and, and Liberty the week after. Yeah, Liberty. And, yeah. And know. but you know yeah, but that's a, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so You know, you just look at UNC right now, and and definitely they can win all the rest of their games, mm-hmm. but they also should have won the other two. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's what could have been, right? And. You know, the good news for UNT, and not that you want to already do a post-mortem on the season, is that they bring back everybody on offense. Yeah. But that defense, I mean, the defense is still played very well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, wow, oh, my gosh, the defense allowed 19 straight points. That was not on the defense. Yeah. That was on the offense not being able to get anything going.
0: Speaking of teams with 10, win, 10 with a chance of 10 wins, number four in the Power Poll.
2: Houston. It uh, was not always pretty. No, it was, it was <laughs> no, especially
0: no, no, no. the first half. It was not good, yeah. and you started thinking, "Oh my God, are they going to lose to Navy? <laughs> and not a good and Na- this Navy. This Navy team. This is. We said it last week. This is not a good Navy no. team. Um, but they get the win. They hit the Jets in the second half. Um, now comes the test. Right? It, there is. There is. You know. It. You basically go tough game. You know, very winnable game, tough game, winnable game the rest of the way. South Florida, at SMU, Temple. Who's that's a good Temple team, guys? Yeah. Tulane and then at Memphis. Like, yeah. you know, ten wins is on the table. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're at six. Yeah. You go four and one down the stretch, which I think is is definitely within the the realm of possibility. That'd be really good
2: for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, again, they they have a really tough game this weekend, South Florida, but South Florida also hasn't looked very good either. No, they haven't. You know, they've they've played far too close with Destiny. You know, and they, they get him at home.
0: They do. So, so things are trending in the right direction. Beating South Florida would be huge. It's it's funny, Derek King's probably not getting the love he deserves. No,
2: no, and I, I actually wrote about that on Saturday too. You know, it the numbers that he's putting up are crazy. They really are. And the thing is too, you know, the thing that was setting uh Mason Fine apart, in my opinion, as the best quarterback in the state was what he was leading his team to. But man, Dear King deserves a lot of credit. I mean again they lose to Texas Tech but Texas Tech was pretty dang good that does not look like a bad loss at all and other than that they've managed to handle pretty much everybody and De'Ara Kings has put up monster numbers in basically every single game Yeah. actually coming into this game he had 20 touchdowns 8 rushing touchdowns and 3 interceptions like that's really mm-hmm. dang good. Yeah, and I mean, then I think he had great. another three.
0: Yeah, and no in, and no interceptions. So he has been he has been great. And Houston is is the team that kind of keeps bobbing along. It's not always it's not always like no. passing the eyeball test. but no. the, the bottom well, it, line is they're stacking. And wins. their
2: schedule has not been very good. No, but they've handled everybody. They've handled everybody so, basically outside of Tech. So now, I mean, again, it's South Florida. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's playing against Temple, and then it's playing against Memphis.
0: Speaking of the, t- the only team to beat Houston this week, number
2: three in
0: the Power Bowl. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. The Red Raiders took took care of business. Good to see Michael yep. Bowman back. Um, and uh, Alan Bowman. Yeah. Why don't you see Michael Bowman? I don't know. Who's Michael Bowman? I don't know.
1: This is a game you like to play. Did and I, did, I never did, have a good answer for Did I have a you? neighbor
0: named Michael Bowman at one point? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Uh, isn't, Nat, a, isn't that a Alan pitcher? What's that? Wasn't Michael Bowman a major league pitcher? That sounds right. Sure. <laughs> um,
0: Alan Bowman's back.
2: Yeah. Um, had a little rust on him. Yeah, but he shook it
0: off and they they they, hit the jets.
2: And and I'll tell you what. So Bowman was back. The other big thing, T.J. Vasher was back. Yeah, he's back. And oh my god, T.J. Vasher and Antoine Wesley is unfair. It is That's a so stupid
0: receiving core. It's
2: so unfair <laughs> it,
0: for a for a team that going into the season we were like, who's going to catch the ball? Right, like <laughs> those guys. Like uh, was like, oh, oh, those guys. Those are the guys. Actually, right. They're right. the guys. they've been awesome, yeah. and it seems like every anytime they want, they can they can run the throw it up to Wesley or, or Vasher play, yeah. and it goes for a touchdown. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, it, they are ridiculous. Bowman threw for over four hundred yards, and and really the volume you like to see there too, especially coming off of a really scary sounding mm-hmm. injury actually uh, one little detail actually that cliff Kingsbury shared on the conference call apparently while going to the tcu game you know there was some talk over the weekend about mm-hmm. deshaun watson had to take a bus all the way from houston to jacksonville which is just an indicator of how dumb football is I roll but uh apparently alan bowman also wasn't allowed to fly uh to go to the tcu game mm-hmm. and so apparently he took a bus five hours from from lubbock to fort worth and then now he's good to go. I think that they said within a ten to fourteen day window, they prefer not to fly them.
0: So now another. By the way, another. I know it's Kansas, but like that's a great defensive effort too. Yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. defensive and, effort. And
2: you know, I I think that they finished with around three hundred yards. Uh, Kansas did, and like eighty-eight of them came on the last drive. A lot of, the game of them were garbage time against the backups.
0: Exactly. This is a really good defense. A really good overall game. Now
2: at Iowa State. Yeah. And yeah. you know, big game, big game, big big game. Uh, you know. The other thing, too, sure looks like uh like Doug Meacham might not have been the problem.
0: Yeah, boy, sure looks like it, <laughs> huh? Sure looks like it. Poor David Beatty. Number two in the Power Poll. Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, they, you know, I'm a little concerned they were shut out this week. <laughs> <laughs> did, not play, did not play. Yeah. Uh, look, at Mississippi State's a weird game. It's a Because I don't think Mississippi State's great. Yeah. Actually, their next two games, at Mississippi State and at Auburn, I don't think either of those teams are that great. Yeah road SEC games
2: if you win both I mean you're up there with anybody oh in yeah the States. if you
0: win I mean if you win both you're a top 15 team yeah I mean to be yeah. real honest and uh, I mean LSU lurking at the end of the year and by the way UAB is suddenly not looking like a layup oh no but but uh, look there's still work to be done but for now they enjoy their bye week and they uh, they are uh, number two in the power pool and the number one team in the power poll is Texas and they, they got shut out too yeah Bad week
2: for the top two teams.
0: Real bad week. They got shut out. Time to fire those coaches. Uh, Yeah, uh, now they go to Oklahoma State, which, by the way, has not exactly been uh, a wonderful trip for Texas lately.
2: No, no, and you know Texas has some really interesting games down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Just because again they play Oklahoma State on the road. Who else do they have? They still have. They have still have West Virginia at still home. Still West Virginia, and That's they're at be a Tech tough game. Yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. Th- and I think those are within two weeks. And they right? close
0: at Kansas. And the last time they went there,
2: <laughs> uh, was it the last time? That was the last. The yeah, last time. time they were all in right, Lawrence. All right, fine. We can keep the jokes alive for one more. Yeah, one Oklahoma more weeks. time. But I will say,
0: I, but no, there's still work to be done. yeah. Uh, at, yeah. Uh, at Oklahoma State. Texas, I think this. I think Texas is better than Oklahoma State. Yeah. And if things are truly different, this is a game you go on the road and you coming off a of bye week and yeah. you, you you kind of push your will.
2: Well, and really, I mean, here's the, here's the deal, right? At Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's way better at home typically. Mm-hmm. Then you play West Virginia, you get them in Austin, mm-hmm. then you go on the road to Texas Tech. I think Texas should beat all three of those teams. But should. that's three... 60-40 games By like the there. way And
0: then by the way You're home to Iowa State right. Which is no picnic
2: uh, Yeah Texas had already played Iowa State
0: They have not Nope
2: Oh That has
0: not happened yet
2: Oh boy Okay well yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking You go those yeah. But
0: you're right You go those think I'm just four, thinking of last year Who I knows? think you are You go those four At Oklahoma State Home to West Virginia At Tech Home to Iowa State Let's say this: You yeah. go four and zero in that stretch, and you go into you go you no. go into Lawrence at at, at ten you and be one a top five team ten and one. You're legit. You're a legit. See if uh, college football playoff contender. Right.
2: But again, it's it's four games mm-hmm. that you should win all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like again, fifty five to sixty percent in all of them. exactly. And and to win four straight fifty five to sixty percent games is really hard. It's hard. And this is where Texas can show us this actually, we can do it. Yeah. We can handle it, and. That's going to be a tough test. This is
0: where you prove it. This is where you prove it. So that is a college football power poll. Uh, number 12, UTEP, number 11, Rice, number 10, UTSA, number 9, Texas State, number 8, SMU, number 7, TCU, number 6, Baylor, number 5, North Texas, number 4, Houston, number 3, Texas Tech, number 2, Hullabaloo, Connect, Connect, Texas A&M, and number 1, the Texas Longhorns.
1: Before we end the power poll, Sean, I just have one question for you. Do you, you it? feel like a fraud for not putting Tarleton number 1? <laughs>
2: How much of a fraud? <laughs> How much what of a fraud? Kind of hack fraud are you? you? Know, do you think you are? You know, uh, I'll tell you what. If I had to put them in this poll, yeah, you know what? I'd put them number
1: one. Yeah, right? <laughs> there we go. Big game this weekend.
2: Pound for pound. Don't yeah. come at me, Texas fans. Don't yeah. you dare. Pound yeah. for pound.
1: Are you going to the Tarleton game this weekend? You are. It's a big one, though. No. Who are they it's a big one. Who do they
2: play? Midwestern?
1: This is the big showdown oh. week. Midwestern. Yeah. Where is that
2: game? Is that Wichel Falls? Uh
1: I don't know if it's admit- – I have to look. Corey's yeah. here in the comments somewhere, I'm sure, waiting to tell <laughs> us once the delay uh, gets through. But uh, that's a huge, yeah, huge game, game because uh, it's basically going to decide which one of those teams, if they went out from here, uh, is the representative in the playoffs probably, well, yeah. right?
2: And we were talking this weekend, yeah. you know, after Sam Houston State had whatever the heck just happened to
1: Wichita them. Wichita Falls. Thank yes. you. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, there, there's one team that's a surefire, legit national title contender in the state – and that's Mary Harden-Baylor. Mm-hmm. And after that, I mean, the number two spot in the States, I mean, Texas probably has Still it right of now. this game. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Which, by
0: the way, last year, 45-42 in overtime, Midwestern State. Dang.
2: So. Tarleton can prove it this week. Sure, can. They can Hold really prove it this week. Hold on to your butts.
0: And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final
1: Thoughts. Okay, we can do that. Uh... Robert Wolf has given up trying to make fun of the Red Sox because they beat the Astros, and now he's trying to pick on Iowa State. Iowa State, who I believe has more top 25 wins in the last year than Texas A&M has in the last five. So, again, up oh, yours, man. Robert. Uh,
2: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. That's not what I said. I know.
1: I know what you're saying. Um, Whoosh. i. I don't want this to be a completely divisive show, though, and I want to bring everyone together because I think there is one thing we can agree on. Based on the comments and mm-hmm. based on the schadenfreude in this room, mm-hmm. that I was, that Ohio State loss was pretty mm. great.
2: David Blau.
0: <laughs> oh, so good. We can
1: all agree. Zone. We can all agree.
0: I want to bottle that feeling are we're, we're
1: one big bickering family on this show, but we can all agree Ohio State losing –
0: it's really that's, that's yeah, the good stuff that's elite. the real that's the real Best. choice cut. just
1: you know I'm ready cut. to light a cigar and put that's my feet up it's just uh, great it's really really great anyway
0: so. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Shehan J. Raja, for Ishmael Johnson, and for Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on a recorded episode of Texas Football Today.